Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. What is up? You are now listening to the, the Highs and Lows Podcast. Podcast here on 99.3 FM. How is everyone doing today? Doing good, doing good. It's just not morning, it's afternoon. Oh, yeah, it's afternoon. Sorry. <laughs> My good. bad. No, good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. How are you doing, Francisco? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm pumped. I'm energized. So let's get into it. Yes, yeah. Sir, so sir. how's everyone's week? Been good so far, been good so far. Got a little bit of aller- allergies, my throat's dying up, but oh. we're still here. Hey, you're here, bro. That's all that matters, you're here. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What about you, Francisco? Uh, everything good, you know, hanging out, doing, uh, you know, my stretching, my breathing, you know, making sure I get my homework done before the deadlines. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited to be here. You already know this is a great place. You know, I feel I feel welcomed and I feel seen here, so I'm ready for everything. Yeah, but, hey, shout out to you for staying on top of your homework because, uh, it's tough, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully I got 84 out of a hundred on my, nice. uh, music test, music and world cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty tough class, but, um, I'm glad I got that done. Also went to downtown Ventura recently, you know, did a little bit of shopping, some window shopping, just enjoyed the beach, you know, just, I just hung out. Um, but yeah, so we're introducing a uh, new segment here on the highs and lows podcast called the highs and lows helpline. And what it is, is that students, um, students send us uh anonymously they send us kind of like their dilemmas or like any advice or any questions they have so uh we have a list of them right here um so yeah we're just gonna get straight into it um like like we said they are anonymous so um yeah if you if any of you ever want to send them in you can come by the eops office we have um a vase where you can uh you know write it we have like a sticky note in a vase you can just write it put it in the vase and it's completely anonymous or you can uh, DM us or email us as well. Um, uh, an email blast went out recently to all EOPS students uh, asking um, if they had any advice uh, or questions that they, any advice they needed or any questions they had. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so this is where we got that from. So, the first question or advice, dilemma, whatever you want to call it, is what to do if video games and scrolling through social media is taking up too much of your time to the point it's affecting your studies? Um, and getting into that workflow state. So basically what the question is asking is, what should I do if video games and scrolling through social media is taking too much of my time? Um, who would like to go first? Um, I'm going to need a little bit of time, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I can go first. Yeah, go so, ahead. So if... I mean, I used to, I don't really play video games anymore, but I used to, and they would take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because they used to like mean more to me when I was younger Mm -hmm. because I was younger, um, and had less responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I played them more when I was younger than I do now, because I have more responsibilities now. And I think it's just like putting in perspective, like, do you really want, um, video games to be the reason that you don't graduate or that you don't like pursue what you want to pursue mm-hmm. like when you know when people ask you hey you know how come you didn't pursue that career you were going for you know you don't want to be like oh it's because played so much video games like you know like mm-hmm. it's kind of like putting things into perspective you don't want that to like be the one thing holding up or even just going through social media i know that one's probably more difficult i know it's more difficult for me mm-hmm. um but just like having your priorities straight you know you want to do you want to be scrolling on tiktok all day or twitter or instagram or do you want to actually have like a future for yourself so that's that's probably would be my answer mm-hmm. dope, dope, dope. yeah um for me 
Mm-hmm. Um, I am still kind of a gamer, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I do waste my time scrolling on TikTok, Instagram. But what I figured out is that, um, like Joseph said right now, you know, you got to give yourself some time. Think about what's important in the future. And what I've really done um, is during the week, I know I have class, I have school, I have work. So I put my priorities first, which is homework. Mm-hmm. I go ahead and do that, and I don't really play. I don't play like it before, you know, obviously, like, you know, middle school and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, I still hop on from time to time, play with my friends. And I really just, during the week, I tend to just focus on homework, either go to the library or if I get out of class early, try to do it outside, do it at home. And then after I treat myself to maybe playing an hour on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and then just get back to it the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Francisco? <coughs> yes. <coughs> so for me, um, there's actually a term called doom scrolling. Oh yeah, and, yeah, I've and, heard of that. And that's what it made me think about because <laughs> <laughs> I also we've all been there. Oh yeah, and um, well yeah, for me too, right? I love playing video games. I've I've always played video games. Uh, recently, I haven't not so much, you know, just because I'm playing this other game called. S- sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but what, what video games do you guys play? Call of Duty yeah. online. Call of Duty GTA. Yeah. Um, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, yeah, Fortnite's back. Fortnite, Fortnite's OG back. OG back. Fortnite. <laughs> I haven't played that one yet. Had a squad up with the boys again. With the know? boys. <laughs> no. But, yeah, for me, I play Apex. Uh, I used to play that one, too. Uh, I used to. I don't really have time for COD, but I go off on COD. Um, what else do I play? Madden. You know, not really uh, too much, but, yeah, just, like, probably those. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played Roblox before with my little brother, but yes. yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to uh, your answer. So you said that um, I play. I also play video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. It's like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! You duel other people online. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I've been taking my time on. But I do play Call of Duty. Like I played last night for about like an hour, you know, because mm-hmm. of the new updates and stuff. But yeah, for well, my um, advice or recommendation is... Uh, you know why why are you doing it you know like mm-hmm. are you you know maybe stressed or you know going through a lot and you know don't know how to deal with it yet right so one thing that i would recommend is again um a breathing right um before you play breathe a couple minutes or at least one minute and then you know see if you still want to play or not and then also another thing would be like giving yourself a time limit like a little alarm clock mm-hmm. like okay how many you know how long you want to spend on your phone today or be on your phone be like okay 20 30 40 minutes an alarm then go outside take a break you know go eat do a little bit of homework and then later on just keep that uh, habit right a little alarm you know making sure you go outside and look at the sun because when we stare at the phone it's like the blue light you know all the colors from the phone mimic sunlight because sunlight has all the spectrum of colors right so when you go out and look at the sun you're actually helping your eyes not be so like dry you know from just not even blinking just staring at the phone right so those are my recommendations uh, what do you guys think yeah i know for me when I, even when i first got tiktok like i already knew like all right it's addicting for other people it'll probably be addicting for me let me put like a timer on it so every time mm-hmm. now every time that i go on tiktok if I'm on it for more than I, I don't remember, it's either 30 minutes or an hour, mm-hmm. it'll come up like, oh, please insert your password. I'm like, oh, shoot, that's how I know I've been nice. on TikTok for too long. But yeah, I don't really go on TikTok, TikTok like that anyway. So, I mean, it's fortunate for me. But mainly for me, I'm just always on Twitter. I mean, I feel like Twitter's where everything's at. But yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Well, where do you guys uh, mainly use your social media on? 
Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. yeah, TikTok. Yeah, I feel like you use Instagram for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. more on the Finsta. Yeah. Oh, on the Finsta? Okay. <laughs> keep it on the low, keep it on the low. Yes, sir. Where are you, Francisco? For me, uh, it's Instagram. Instagram. That's where I post most of my things, you know, informational stuff. Uh, I post a lot of breathing videos on there. Uh, I use Facebook, but it's more of just like for friends, right, and resharing stuff and like that. You know, I don't post like that anymore, but um, I do have Twitter as well. And those are like the main ones that I yeah. use for sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. Be well, real quick before yeah. we move on, I also wanted to add, um, try to schedule your time. You know, if you need to play video games, if you need to scroll through your phone, just like have like a set time, maybe like read for 30 minutes, uh, get on your phone for five, maybe scroll, go through Instagram, whatever you need to do. Then put your phone aside far from you. Make sure you're in a well dimmed or lighted place, you know, be in the desk, feet on your on the floor mm -hmm. and just take your time doing your thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I know for me, that used to be my outlet a lot. But yeah, just for for the student right here, um, mm -hmm. we got your back. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. um, we helped you out in your situation. But for the next question, so let me read it right here. My question is in regards to my major. I attended Oxnard College 17 years ago. And last fall, I started attending again. Since I only needed three classes required for my major, I decided to continue on that career path since I only had three classes left. But as soon as I took the first uh, class required, I realized it's no longer my passion. My question is, should I continue with those classes while also pursuing another career path uh, since I'm you know, already almost finished? Or should I just choose the, uh, another major and not take any of the other classes even though I only have three left? Hope I make sense. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to read that, but yeah. Nice. Um, so I think basically what this question is asking is they're close to, you know, finishing their degree on a, a certain subject, but they found out that that's no longer their passion and they want to pursue something else. Mm -hmm. And they're asking basically what should they do? Um, does anyone want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go ahead first. I can go, okay. Yeah. So I think it's tough because there's like they're literally only three classes away mm -hmm. um but then again what would they do with that degree i feel like like okay you're three classes away you already know that's no longer your passion once you get that degree what are you going to do with it you know mm -hmm. and like okay you can take it you can take those three classes while also trying to pursue the other uh subject you're going for but then that would just slow down what you actually want to do mm -hmm. so for me i would say I would say even though even though it's like right there in the finish line probably not to pursue that and just pursue what you're actually passionate about and going to utilize mm -hmm. that way you're not wasting your time i mean i get it you're, you're kind of like in too deep already but um i think it'd be best if you just like focus on the subject or uh, major that you actually want to pursue yeah you really got to follow your heart you know you don't want to mm -hmm. do something just to do it get it over with because um personally i've done that a lot and at the end of it, I'm like, wow, like it was, I don't want to say it was all for nothing, but like, you know, like at the, at the end of the day, it won't really count towards something. Mm -hmm. So you really just want to follow your heart, take your time. You know, uh, here at my journey in Oxford College, a lot of people have told me, just take your time. You know, if you need to retake this class, take it over again. If you need to explore more options, go ahead and do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yes. I like that. So yeah, for me, I mean, just hearing that he's close to three classes, right? Personally, I would say if you're close already and you got already that far, just go ahead and finish it up. And then once you're done, right, you can always have that as a backup. And then you're doing your whatever your passion is, right? Mm -hmm. So what if 
because passions change a lot for me i have a lot of passions and yeah. i wear many i'm like multifaceted so i'm like yeah just learn it master it move on to another one and continue yeah. until you have like a resume and you can offer so many things to the community so that's very true yes. i know this is like our first time ever doing this segment but i already love this segment because we have different answers yeah so i already know this segment's about a you know it's gonna really gonna stick with the podcast but mm-hmm. um i just lost my train of thought oh no no i remembered it um so yeah i know when i came to Oxnard college my major changed a lot of a lot of times mm-hmm. so i'm gonna ask this question but i'm gonna answer it first mm-hmm. um so what majors did you guys come into Oxnard college mm-hmm. with and what have they changed to uh, till now? Um, I know for me, if they've changed, because I know for me, I did dual enrollment when I was in uh, senior year in high school. Um, I did film and I was like, wait, I want to do psychology while doing film. So I did them both at the same time. But then I'm like, oh, wait, I don't want to do psychology anymore. <laughs> so I switched to sociology. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, I want to focus on sociology. And then I only had a little bit of classes in <coughs> film left. So that helped. Mm-hmm. And then I stuck with sociology and then I transferred with sociology. So mm-hmm. um, I say all this to say, like, it's OK if you change your major, you know, like mm-hmm. some people wear different like like Francisco wear a lot of different hats. Mm-hmm. You know, some people's passions, pa- how do you say it? Passions change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just follow your heart. That's that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, what, what what majors did you guys have when you guys first got here? Okay. Um. So I started off with psychology. Okay. I was pretty strong about it. I would tell everyone, "Oh, yeah, I want to do psychology. I want to own my own firm. I want to help mm-hmm. all these kinds of Dude, people." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was so into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I really started like researching it, and I'm like, to be really su- successful at it, like you gotta go to school like for a long, long time. And believe me, I love school, you know. But like, <laughs> I also don't want to be in it forever, you know. <laughs> I want to get a job, help people, you know, make a decent earning, you know? Yeah. And, but, um, I think now currently or currently right now, I'm a dental hygiene major, natural mm-hmm. sciences, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think a big, where that started from is that my sister-in-law, shout out to her. She's a big, uh, she was a big advocate. In shout, me. Out, shout out, <laughs> shout out. Mm-hmm. She's a big advocate in me, uh, switching to that. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I went in, she did a program here at OC. So I would go in, I would see her do her work. I was one of her patients from time to time. And I, I liked it, you know? That's I cool. really liked the environment. And as, I, as I've been researching it now, mm-hmm. I've seen that I, it's really cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, you do dental cleanings. You give people advice on how to clean their teeth, keep them clean, maintained. Mm-hmm. And then recently, I've discovered a new passion of trying to help people yeah. back, to the, back to the community. People both um, Spanish, English, just trying to give back to the community and yeah. uh, teach them about dental. Yeah, just staying involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I exactly. like that. I like that. What about mm-hmm. you, Francisco? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, There were a couple of things I actually wanted to come to Oxford College for. First was, like, mechanic, because I was looking for uh, something that was going to get me money, right? Like, right away, we, that's the main thing. So I was thinking of mechanic, and then I was thinking of, like, uh, the food industry, like, the you know, like, just because I love food. I make food at home. Um. And then um, after that, I was just like, okay, well, I came in for paralegal law studies. And that's when the one I stuck with because it's the one that I need or that I wanted to master, right? Because it's important to know these things when, we, you know, when we live in a society where, like, you know, immigration still exists and all these other things, right? And for me, I just like looking for solutions 
in anything, right? So in law, I'm like, okay, well, if I learn these things, I can help a lot more people and not have to charge them so much and, you know, just be there as a service, right? And right. their guiding light is like, oh. And, and yeah, that's why I'm still here. And, you know, it, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's not that hard. You know, if you love something and you want to learn, it, it won't be that hard. It'll right. be really easy because your mindset is like, okay, well, no matter what comes my way, I'll still do it and I'll research if I have to or, you know, work a little bit extra if I have to. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even though I wasn't sh like, 100% sure you guys have changed your major before mm -hmm. I was pretty like confident because like most people like I talked to who have been at OC for at least a little bit like a semester or not, not a semester probably like a year or two mm -hmm. um, they probably changed their major mm -hmm. and you now I'm kind of curious of like what the actual like uh, like percentage or like rate is of like uh, how many times students change their major because like you change yours like you mm -hmm. change yours like I change mine um and you won't be the first and the last so just no don't never feel bad about it you know no. you won't be the first you won't be the last right? oh yeah you you have time you have time mm -hmm. um another question uh that just came in um that i read uh sorry i didn't let you guys it just came in right mm -hmm. um it's kind of like dealing with survivor's guilt so i don't know if you guys are familiar with the term from what i kind of know about it is like you kind of like succeeding from your situation you're in like Mm -hmm. you and somebody else grow up in the same neighborhood mm -hmm. the neighborhood isn't you know as good as other ones mm -hmm. you like like you coming through that situation succeeding and them not so much and kind of just like dealing with that survivor's guilt i don't know if you guys can relate to that or if you guys can like have anything to say on that mm -hmm. um i know for me like i sometimes like have that or like i just feel like weird like talking about like what i'm doing to like you know certain people that i've known like since like i was young because for me like i feel like i'm doing a lot you know and then so like when i talk to them and then and i tell them what i'm doing and i'm like oh yeah what are you doing bro like it feels like i don't know i don't know how to describe it but it just feels a little like off to me because they just say like oh i'm doing this i'm doing that and that's about it and it's not to like for me to like brag or anything it's just that like there's like certain people who are like more ambitious than others i feel like mm -hmm. um but i don't know how would you guys like kind of like deal with that like um for you for you guys um okay so uh for me i looked it up on on google because okay, i wanted good. to understand it more so good. i can like have a clear you know direction with this so survivor's guilt is a response to an event in which someone else experienced loss but you did not Oh, okay. And and these are some types of uh, guilt about staying alive while others uh, passed away. Oh, Another okay. one is like felt uh, was feeling guilty about the things they failed to do. So mm. those were the things. And um, for me, uh, survivor's guilt, I mean, I'm sure we've all kind of gone through it, but not not much for me. Um, even though I've, I have experienced like, you know, people pass away and like, you know, other people, you know, mm. going through this. And also there was this interesting thing that I saw here. It's like, how do you comfort survivor's guilt? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and this is what they say. Your feelings are valid. Acknowledge their emotions. You're not alone in this. Assure them that many people experience guilt. And it's okay to grieve. Encourage them to express their feelings of grief. So that, that would be like my response, right? Like, we always, like, like kind of like what we do here, right? Like I said, I feel welcomed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it feels great, right? Because 
I don't know, right? Maybe sometimes we felt like we weren't welcomed, and now we are, and it's like, okay, well, I guess that's where the survivors go. Now that I'm <laughs> thinking about okay. it, right? It's like, okay, I kind of did feel that now, mm-hmm. you know, recently. But um, when people are there supportive, it feels great, and all that other stuff just washes away. Like, it's just a constant, um, what is it, like, a consistency, right? Yeah. And also for yourself, like, if others can't validate for you, you got to validate yourself every day yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that's my response yeah. um for me i can't really relate to it to be honest that's okay but i guess some things that i could say is don't really pin stuff on yourself you know you sometimes you might feel that some certain things happen because of you but that's not true you know we're all gonna feel that way mm-hmm. unfortunate things are gonna happen throughout our, our entire lives you know we're gonna have ups and downs highs and lows <laughs> but you know you just gotta keep your head up and keep doing you you know yeah yeah no, that's good yeah mm-hmm. um kind of like another one that I, I was reading up on is like reassurance um they didn't really give too much context behind it mm-hmm. but how do you guys deal with reassurance because i know everybody needs reassurance right yeah whether it's from their partner from their friends from their parents you know mm-hmm. um and then like how do you guys go about like receiving reassurance like do you guys need a lot of reassurance you guys feel like or how do you go about like reassuring others Mm -hmm. Uh, because i I feel like for me it kind of varies like um like we all have our insecurities but i feel like i'm pretty secure you know Mm -hmm. um in relationships i feel like i probably need more reassurance than others um i'll have to admit um but for my parents i feel like I'm pretty secure in that, so I don't really need too much reassurance from, um, like, my mom or my grandma or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then for my friends, I feel like they're always reassuring. It's just that like I, I have a very good group of people around me, especially in the peer facilitators. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how I would answer that. How, how about you guys? Um, for me, I guess it's basically the same, you know. Um, like you said, in a relationship, I feel like I have have like needed to have that super sort of uh, reassurance mm-hmm. not because of like personal reasons just because like i feel like i need that mm-hmm. i need to feel that i'm something you know mm-hmm. yeah um and i guess i just had tough upbringings as a child and i'm gonna i'm not gonna say like the worst because i know that people have it tougher stuff like that but um just like i guess words of affirmation i guess we can say just telling me oh man you look good today you know okay. stuff like that so mm-hmm. would you say that's like your love language you, you feel like words mm-hmm. of I, affirmation i think so to be honest yeah thinking about it yeah yeah, yeah. that's good yes. what about you francisco i love that for me um for me uh, reassurance I, I like both right like to equally have it right and reassured by other people and by myself right depending on the context right if you need reassurance from other people like say in like if you're in a situation or in a program right then that's totally f- perfect right like yeah we we need it so we can continue and keep motivating ourselves just because we already know how the society is right especially in sociology you learn about these things like yes well sometimes not people are going to be like that and you need to reassure yourself through uh you know self-education self-discovery breathing meditation yoga you know restorative yoga and then also you mentioned about the love languages right when i was writing it down i'm like well for me i I like all the love languages right if Mm -hmm. people like to share their love you know like that in whatever way i'm i'm definitely going to receive it and you know um kind of give it back right to others and to myself yeah. like in self-care right because again it's us in this body right yes. so we gotta care for ourselves yeah. but yeah um give me all the love languages 
and yeah a, a great balance of reassurance yeah i'm yeah. with you i'm with you like mm -hmm. I, I don't need to be praised you know i just i just <laughs> let me let me know i'm a cool dude yeah i'm cool with that <laughs> i know we had a an episode on our very first season about um mm -hmm. the five lo love languages and that episode went really well uh, i'm trying to remember them so there are, it's physical touch mm -hmm. receiving is it giving and receiving gifts or is it just receiving gifts both i think okay uh giving and receiving gifts mm -hmm. physical touch uh, words of affirmation, mm -hmm. quality time, and what's the fifth one? Cut me off for this Google. Um, <laughs> you said physical already. So it's physical touch, giving, receiving gifts, uh, words of affirmation, quality time, and you know there's a fifth, but I don't remember it. But Let's I've see. taken the quiz. Um, the first time I took it, it was different from the second time I took it. Mm -hmm. Um. But if you if any students want to find that out, I feel like it's pretty useful, you know, just to find out like what your love language is. Um, okay, I have the list right here. So it's words of information, acts of service, mm -hmm. receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So from what I remember when I took it, mm -hmm. I think receiving gifts was at the bottom for me, mm -hmm. and at the top, I think it was uh, words of affirmation and quality time. Mm -hmm. so yeah. i don't know if i want to put you guys on the spot and you okay. know just to maybe like gauge or like theorize like oh what's what you, what's my like love language you know mm -hmm. i think uh, christian already yeah. answered it what mm -hmm. do you think i know you said all of them but if you had to choose like one or maybe two you know all you could do with two wow um mainly the acts of service because then that will let me know like okay how much this ca person really cares or yeah. to the extent it kind of goes into the quality time because if we can't spend quality time it's yeah. going to be hard to kind of know what kind of person or yeah. what's your That's intention true, yeah. like so i mean yeah so like it's hard to choose one <laughs> so like okay so you really like it when you i don't know when somebody like makes some food for you or you know just thinks of you and mm -hmm. just like you know does something for you without you even asking yeah basically yeah okay. i like that yeah, i think good. just being real too to be honest yeah being real mm -hmm. that's I what know. i like too yeah, i guess that falls into yeah thing. yeah exactly because like reassure me but don't like like have it be real to me. Yeah. don't like have yeah. it be fake you know don't just like praise me don't praise me at all yeah, honestly don't like me, I don't know. yeah because like I don't. I don't want to be falsely praised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that should exactly. be. Though. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I don't I know. Feel, I feel, yeah. Um, and then the the last one that we had on the list uh, was regarding time management. Um, it was just like a general question, like mm -hmm. how to like manage your time and stuff like that. Because I know as like college students, like we're not like just college students. Like, oh, yeah. we have jobs, we have lives, we have social lives, and it's hard to balance them all, honestly. Because mm -hmm. for me, like, I'm I'm balancing a lot of stuff. I'm balancing. Or work at the college, work at the radio station. Um, I'm like I work like on multiple shows here at the radio station. You know, uh, going to class. You know, commuting, because I know I I commute like 15, 20 minutes, but I know there's other other students that mm -hmm. commute like hours j just to go to their class, mm -hmm. and then they they have to come back. You know, and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. that takes up a lot of their time. Mm -hmm. So the question really is, how do you guys manage your time? Um. I think last semester, uh, Robert Chaparro, he gave us a little template, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little schedule planner. Um, I was one of the only ones who did it. 
Oh, no shame to no one. No shame to no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> no, but I actually, <laughs> and I was actually that's funny because I was the first one who like disliked the idea. I hated yeah. it. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, I was actually I no, did I it. I, I, I finished tell. it, mm-hmm. and it actually helped. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It brought up my grades because I was able I was able to plan the day before mm-hmm. or even like a week before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, waking up, you know, doing your necessities, going to school, coming back, doing homework, and then mm-hmm. spending time maybe spending time with your dog, uh, brother, something, whatever you know. Cat cat exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah but i really like to plan um what's it called uh map manage out. yeah map out my time manage everything because um i want to be success- successful in that yeah. of course you know so mm-hmm. just i think that's very important what about you francisco well that's that's a really good to hear um for me time management became like a like a priority when i started you know changing my lifestyle around you mm-hmm. know holistic approach and you know um the way i time manage is how I f- like how my body feels right so like what I do is wake up in the morning right do my stretches do what I do and then I I do my homework for about probably like an hour but in between that hour I'll take like one break and just like you know go outside you know because sitting so long you do that <laughs> I need to do that for, for real yes definitely you know sitting so long in our posture right like our body will get tired like we're not used to just being in one spot for so long mm-hmm. so the way I'm time manage or the way I manage it is uh, I try to lessen the load, like for school, right? I'll like um, get a class that starts right away, and then a, a two or two or three other classes that start later. Mm. So like that, I have that that time to just you know not stress so much because when you stress, time becomes a lot more hectic because yeah. that's all that's in your mind, and you're doing other things, and your mind's racing. So it goes back to breathing, you know, a lot, stretching a lot, uh, you know, meditation. You know, making sure you're eating properly, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the right amount of energy, so your body's, you know, can go out, can go through the whole day, and also taking naps, mm-hmm. very important. Underrated. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's something I want to bring here to Oxnard College, as a, you know, as as a collective for students, right? Yes. It's like we all need a nap station. Yes. Where, because <laughs> usually around like 11, 12, 1, 2, like that's when I start getting sleepy and. Yeah. And if I don't nap, like, you already know how that feels. You're just dragging your energy around. Like, you're yeah. just maybe grumpy and then, you know, not having lunch. Like, so for you to have a good time management, you got to make sure your needs are met, like food, water, and all these things. Yeah, that's, 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 fun. that's funny because I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was with you, but I was talking with someone, like, yesterday or the other day. Like, mm-hmm. we need to bring naps back, you know? Like, they stopped at one, like, kindergarten. Like, <laughs> yeah. we need to bring those back. Like, it why is. do they take them out? Like, first you take naps back, and then when you get a uh, high school, they take away recess? Like, <laughs> come on. Nah, nah, nah actually. Hot <laughs> take, hot take, though. Um, I love sleeping, but I don't like naps. No. Why? No, because I, I feel like it takes my time. It takes too much of my time. Hot take. I it's thought, the same. Good, I thought the same. No lie. It, 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 once you start napping, you'll you'll be like, you know what? These are so crucial, and we're going to need it. Uh, yeah. But go ahead. It, it go, no, it goes both ways. Yeah. I, I'm with you. But, like, personally, I feel like it takes up my time. Like, I love sleeping and all, but I just can't take a nap. I can't. I've tried and I just stay awake like the whole time. <laughs> no, when I nap and I wake up, I feel like I'm like, what? What year is it? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, where am I? <laughs> I don't know. I only I only nap like on accident. I don't nap on purpose. That's mm-hmm. when you're tired. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's when, when I'm like tired, super tired. tired. But yeah, so we're gonna get into our fr- our first break of the show, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have Yesenia Ruba Calba right after the break. All right, welcome back to the Highs and Lows podcast here on ninety nine point three. Um, that was a great first half. How did you guys think? What did you guys think of it? I liked it. I liked it. Something new. Yeah. yeah it flowed pretty well. Yeah, it flowed pretty well. The all the all male crew. <laughs> yeah. <first laughs> La- ladies are out today, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll pick up where we left off you know um so christian do you want to introduce our first guest yeah of course so our first guest today is yesenia rubalcaba welcome to the show hey thank you for having me guys mm-hmm. <laughs> how are you doing today i'm doing good it's thursday mm-hmm. uh, no work tomorrow just nice. enjoying the time you know there we yeah. go there we go yeah oh so <laughs> go, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself what do you do sure. here sure um so i am the eops care and now also next up technician for the eops department here at oxnard college mm-hmm. um you'll probably run into me um at some point in the front when you come in for your appointments and stuff i'm usually along with my counterparts and i all over the place <laughs> Um, if you get email blasts, it's probably going to be there for me or the other technician as well. So um, a lot of what I do is definitely more background stuff, um, but, you know, step in wherever I'm needed. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to trying to keep the program afloat, uh, make things work for you guys in the best way that we can, you know, just yeah. here to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, c- I kind of wanted to get into like your journey. How mm-hmm. did you mm-hmm. kind of like navigate, you know, through your life? Because I know, you know. Mm-hmm. You didn't just like spawn here. You didn't just get here. Like <laughs> maybe for us, like when we first get there, like oh, we know you know you as you know uh, Yesenia, but right. you know how did you like get to like where you are today? You know. Oh man, um, I, I I gotta I have to I'm gonna try not to go too far back because it's gonna be hard to encompass everything, right? But mm-hmm. um, I have to I have to give props words due. Just um, I came from I'm the youngest of four. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went straight from high school to a four university. I graduated from CSUN. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be honest, I am very blessed to have grown up in a household. And I think I've shared this with Joseph before, mm-hmm. um, where the idea of not going to college was never really an option for me. <laughs> and what I mean by that is just I don't think I ever um, I don't think I ever really quite grew up with the doubt that I was ever going to go to a college or university, right? And I think a lot of that is owed to the support that I had from my family. Um, I could tell you right now my earliest memory of just the concept of higher education was um, when my mom would drive me to um, college to pick up one of my older sisters. She was taking classes there and I was like, oh mom, like what's that? And she's like, oh, that's college. I'm like, what grade is that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then that's when the concept of higher education became a thing. And my mom never said, oh, if you go, if you decide to go, she's like, Uh when you go. Mm. So that key phrase there. So from that's sort of where that seed was planted. So major props there. Um, And then from there, it just kind of, it was just, again, it was just never not something I was not ever going to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, just that environment that I grew up in. Um, So when I, Went to CSUN. I did my four years there. I graduated with a bachelor's in sociology minor in general women's studies. Shout out. Um, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out. Um, and I did change my major a couple times while I was in there. I was, I think I was initially a communications major. And then I, I'm pretty sure I was something else for like a semester. And then I switched to sociology. Um, but uh, I graduated and I felt like I think most people around the early 20s, I felt I had things figured out. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I was, it was May of 2015, and I was working part time at a, a bookstore of another sister college okay. um, where I met my significant other, actually. Um, and I had actually uh, my first big girl job lined up um, that a friend of a friend who knew people, right? Just that networking. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, uh, the last week of my job, um, at the part-time job and literally about two weeks before I was set to start my big girl job, uh, I had what I thought was a heart attack. <laughs> oh. 
And um, at the moment, that's what I could describe it as. And whole nine yards. Um, my parents got freaked out, drove me to the ER. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it was thankfully not a heart attack. It was a full-blown panic attack. Oh. Never had one in my life prior to that. Mm-hmm. So when the doctor told me, he's like, oh, or she, have you ever, uh, you know, have you ever had this before? And I said, no, I have no idea what the, I thought I was dying. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally thought I was dying. Yeah. And she was, you know, she was like, oh, well, and the way she worded it was like, oh, you just had a panic attack. And I was like, what do you mean just? <laughs> <laughs> And um, from that moment on, I think uh, for the next, I want to say, I want to say roughly three years. So about from from 2015 to about 2018, it was my life really much revolved around my anxiety for a good chunk of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say that from that, I was I was having anxiety and panic attacks because I actually had have generalized anxiety disorder with panic disorder. I'm pretty mm-hmm. open about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the attacks were pretty frequent when that started um, okay. because of the initial shock of having that diagnosis um, and not quite knowing what that meant, right? right? The doctors, you know, weren't as helpful as I wish they would have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the, the attacks were pretty frequent. Um, and I, I would say that it was something that really permeated my life on a lot of different levels mm-hmm. okay. for a really long time. How did you deal with that? Like, even before you knew you had anxiety, you know, how did you like kind of like deal with like stress and all that? And like, you know, maybe like nervousness that comes with it. I didn't. You didn't? That was a problem. Um, and I think, and, and here and here I have to go back to it because the the concept of mental health and self-care, I want to say, mm-hmm. during that time wasn't something that was quite as popular as it is now, I feel. I don't think it, it, social media wasn't popping off with it. You know, it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite a th- common thing. And, you know, I, I grew up in a Mexican-American Latina household with very traditional values. Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, you have nothing to stress about, you know, why are you depressed about... Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, those conversations didn't happen quite as often. And when they do, um, it's not always in the most open uh, way or positive light. It's usually like almost kind of like, oh, now we're out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and when I was growing up, the only time I ever heard of those things like depression being talked about wasn't it was always like something was wrong with the individual oh. or their parents were didn't, you know, like it was very like judgy, a, like a stigma, yeah. like a stigma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those kind of, when you talk about things like that, you're probably not going to want to be open about it to other people after yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. um, so when I had that, it was a very, it was just kind of a really weird time for me. Like, I just can't explain it. Um, so when you ask, like, how did I deal with it? I, prior to that incident, I just didn't realize that what I was feeling physically in my body was anxiety or was panic. Um, so what I would do, I think, was just sort of mask it or move on to the next thing because it was always go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, and in a way, I am thankful that I had that experience because it was my mm-hmm. physical body literally telling me, you need to stop. Yes. You need to stop and you need to like literally take a chill pill and relax. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the book, uh, the bo- uh, I think The Body Keeps a Score. Um, I have to be honest, I haven't read, I've just read snippets of it, but okay. it's, it's written, I want to say it's written by a, a social worker or a psychologist. And sh- in that book, um, I think it's essential reading for anybody who wants to study that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It literally talks about how the physical body keeps a score of all your physical and or emotional trauma that oh, you have wow. accumulated over years. And it yeah. does manifest sooner or later. So deal with it sooner <laughs> rather than later. Yeah. Me and Christian kind of made the same face. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book. It's been used in a, and shout out to, shout out to my mans because um, he's currently in a master's Ooh. program from MFT. 
He's listening right now. Hey. Shout, out uh, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out to the dads. Yeah, shout out to the. He's at home with my son, so, <laughs> um, so he's the one that he's very involved in all that stuff, and he mm-hmm. was actually the one of the ones initially brought that to my attention. So you know, I have a fantastic partner for that. But, um, so that's sort of how that went, and then I want to say, like I said, for about three years, I was dealing with that, and somehow. I managed to still hold down a job. I still managed to do all these things. But I, I want to say that looking back on it, I think I was just also going through the motions of what, what I was expected to do. Yes, oh. exactly. Um, because, again, of these values that were instilled in. And I want to uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say most of you guys are from a Latino background, Hispanic, you know? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And I want to yes. say, um, yeah, okay. you yeah, know, kinda. kind of, you know. Um, but for me, especially as a woman, too, I think the expectations and pressures of being a child of an immigrant are they're big. They're on you. Mm-hmm. And I think I just didn't realize that until, mm-hmm. you know, I actually had to go out into the world and be an active part of the world and of society. Um, so, you know, and like I said, I struggled for about three years. I did therapy uh, on and off during that time. Uh, I was on medication. Uh, I Sometimes I am still on medication if I need it, mm-hmm. and I'm again totally open about it. Um, I I did yoga quite a bit, um, and definitely one of the coping mechanisms, breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you've talked about it a lot, Francisco. Yes. Um, I joined yoga studios, breathing techniques. I immersed myself in a community of people that um, that aligned with some of my personal values that I have. That really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say that I think ultimately what it ended up being was that helped me deal with the anxiety for me personally was that I started to do things that align more with my true self mm-hmm. and that was very authentic to who I was as a person okay. and I realized that a lot of the anxiety that I was feeling um, again for me personally stemmed from doing things that ultimately did not align with what was me mm-hmm. um, and this is nobody's fault this isn't my fault this isn't like you know Parents do the best they can with the knowledge that they have. Yeah. Your family does the best they can with the knowledge that they have. And I just think that, um, so there's no blame to be put anywhere. It's just circumstances of the situation we're born into. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I can say confidently on my you know, young 30 years of age <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that I am now, I want to say in the recent two years-ish, I'm starting to actually be more vocal and open about things that are I truly care about, like, you know, I let my freak flag fly, you know, like <laughs> I'm yeah. actually doing things that are mm-hmm. in alignment with who I am as a person yes. um, and what I want to put out into the world, into the community as well. So I'm pretty open about stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I know you um, mm-hmm. mentioned that you, you felt like you were you were doing things that weren't you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, what what do you think? What what are the things that you're doing now mm-hmm. that you feel like are you and like mm-hmm. who you are as a person and mm-hmm. What you stand for, what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, um, this is actually a pretty big deal for me, you guys, because I actually haven't really, I've been vocal about this with a few people, but this is my first time actually doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things, and um, this might not be your vibe or might will be, but I am a certi- certified Reiki energy master. Um, that is something very crucial for me, very important for me. Um, very, like, I, I can't emphasize the amount of importance it has for me. Um, I don't want to get too into the weeds about it. You know, I know that doesn't mean much to some, some people, but um, it's something that I incorporate in my daily. It's literally part of my existence. Mm-hmm. Um, also certified astrology, uh, astrologer. Yes, love yes. astrology. Um, and energy worker, um, the whole tarot card reading stuff. I'm very yes. much into that, regardless of how your personal feelings about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all that kind of stuff, 
it, to somebody else it's oh, that was kind of weird but to me it's such a crucial part of who i am and mm -hmm. of who i am as a person mm -hmm. but to me i don't see it as as a as a woo-woo hobby thing for a long time i thought it was I thought it was. So I practice on the side on my own. Mm -hmm. But I can confidently say that I actually have a, a, a business that I just started registering, yeah. a little sad business, yeah. um, where I am now using that those skills, talents, and ho no longer hobbies, but actual passions of mine to help other people who are seeking that resource. And if it's not your vibe, it's not your vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and I have a lot of people that have guided me along the way and that have supported me along the way. Um, and I struggle to be very open and vocal about those things because of the culture that I was brought up in, mm, yeah. because of the stigma associated with it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think now I've just gone to the point where I'm like, this is who I am. It's a little weird, I understand, but it is who I am and I enjoy it. Now, I incorporate those things into mm -hmm. my daily life. So I don't, I, they call it spiritual bypassing, right? Where, yeah. where you just kind of use that as a way to kind of skip the hard stuff of life. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not about that. I use that into my everyday life. When I go into work every day and mm -hmm. work with EOPS and programs, the values that I have, my personal values that like I just mentioned that comes with all that stuff, yeah. I incorporate it every single day in what I do in my nine to five job. Wow. Um, and I think that's where the tr true integration of these things, I think that's where the actual work and the actual magic happens. Mm -hmm. um, so that to me, and I can tell you that ever since I've started being a lot more vocal, open and expressive about those things um, to whoever cares to listen, mm -hmm. um, my own, I, I wanna say that I am able to come out into life more authentically and it's, and it's just awesome. Yes. So whenever other people approach me about so having similar issues i'm like are you being honest with yourself about what you truly want mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. have to be into the same stuff i am but what do you like to do what brings you joy and i mean you don't have to be happy all the time it doesn't have to be something that makes you happy all the time but it does have to be something that makes you want to wake up in the morning and do the thing yeah you know what's your passion yeah, yeah. what makes you want to get up in the in every day and live yes if you get up in the morning not wanting to live or, or be optimistic about it, you need, I think that's when you have to really sit back and consider, you know, what do you truly value? Go back to the true self of like, who are you as a person and what do you value? Yes. Um, and I'm gonna, you know, and again, to be honest, I haven't, I don't have it all figured out yet. I'm, like I said, I'm 30 years old and I like just barely came up on it like two years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. there's time. You're never too old enough to get there. You're never too young enough to get there. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole lifelong process there. You take two steps, forward and like five steps back the whole way and i think that's just the beauty of it you know yeah. what's that saying that it's not about the goal it's about the journey yeah mm -hmm. um so i think that's ultimately what it is so yeah. i think yeah. you uh had a question francisco yeah. oh, i have so many i wrote them down because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm also into that right like mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. for the people that know i'm a quiero inca practitioner so mm -hmm. um it's kind of like a chiropractor but mm -hmm. it's like a ancestral thing right ancient um, it also includes like Reiki healing, right? With energy, because mm -hmm. I, I work with my hands, right? So mm -hmm. I make sure your bones are aligned and energy's flowing through your body and mm -hmm. there's no blockages. So yeah, um, another thing that uh, bringing up like anxiety and all these, you know, depression. Uh, I've been studying like shamanism this whole year and psychic development. So what I've learned that these emotions are actually spirits and these spirits that do attach to us uh, could be again from the past childhood, right? Like uh, parents, right, or people around us uh, can also spread that spirit to us. And um, another way would be again understanding how to deal with these spirits and how to talk to them and how to like you know they can inform you on how on like why they're here or why they keep attaching to you. And it'll 
you know they'll tell you so mm-hmm. definitely um there's a education on that that i also have links for um and also the expectations right like how our parents expect us to be something and we you know that's not what we want to do sometimes right um and that also again those block those are blockages right because they're not giving you the full time to understand or even talk or conversate with it to kind of like solve it or even like be as a family right like oh we're just talking as a family like i want to hear more about my daughter and my daughter i want to hear what my daughter has to say so i can find ways to meet her needs and support her right yeah so um another thing uh, when you said about like coming into your true authentic self i think of like the sacredness of our feminine and masculine energy that we all carry inside of us and there's actually a, a book that i haven't read but it's called women who run with the wolves and yeah okay yeah so it's a really good book because my partner read it but i I understand what it means because when you're in your true self right you you embody these energies and you do what you want like you know you dress up or you look however you want or like for me right you guys sometimes see me looking all all nice right with yeah with paint right or makeup right love that love that And, and that's just again embodying your energies and sacredness of you and then another thing would be like the spiritual health right like how i was mentioning the shamanism the the uh, psychic development it's so important like we can all get our other like physical and stuff all down but if we don't have our spiritual that's where we see and with everyone else in this world like oh like you know being your true self like what do i do i don't know what to do i don't know what i am where i am you know Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I, i really like that you're into this journey because i was you know i like this journey as well i like i love tarot you know i love astrology i love you know all these things and and i I grew up you know around this stuff i didn't you know i grew up seeing you know like uh, you know talismans and you know stuff like that uh you know meeting with people who do limpias and stuff right like i grew up around it so to me it was never woo woo because i i would (laughs) see things right yeah and still do to this day right like i help spirits now cross over that have been stuck here or that are stuck here so you know i enjoy doing that and yeah hopefully we can you know chat some more and get you know yeah sure. i love the synergy we have going <laughs> yeah. between you yes. two. and and i just and i want to also say to if anyone's interested it's it's not necessarily i, I want to say that a lot of this stuff might sound like it's really up here but it's really really simple mm-hmm. um something as simple you don't have to be into all this stuff like mm-hmm. you don't have to you know you could simply just like I said, connect to what your own personal values are. That's probably more spiritual than anything you could ever do mm-hmm. yeah. or more meaningful than anything we could ever explain yeah. to you. Just connecting to yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say you don't have to apologize. You know, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you can be unapologetically you because yeah. that's how you are, yeah. you know, at work or yeah, wherever you clearly. are. Like, you're unapologetically <laughs> you, so yeah. you don't have to apologize. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but how I just wanted to say, like, I like with you what you're talking about with energy like mm-hmm. i completely agree because no like working at the office for like what seven months already eight months mm-hmm. and you know just working with the other uh, peers and just like getting to know you mm-hmm. i know that we're all comfortable around you because of your energy like Aww, your energy you. radiates and that's why we're so all much. so open and like comfortable talking mm-hmm. to you so mm-hmm. you know i just wanted to say that you know it's real you know like it's not woo woo at all mm-hmm. like you just meet yesenia and you'll know mm-hmm. um but yeah, did you uh, have anything to add, Chris? Mm-hmm. Christian? Um, I just love what you're saying, to be honest. I dig it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what you've been saying, uh, just being yourself, you know, don't do things that you don't like. Uh, personally, I've, I've done things like that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, feel all melted, all, Black, you know, yeah. laugh, laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for sharing that, you know? Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, so what are the, 
even though I kind of like know the answer to some of these things, <laughs> um, what are like some of like the practices you do like at home mm -hmm. um, that you know I guess other people would kind of you know look like a uh, blink twice yeah. that, or like think twice about um, but take, that yeah. yeah but that you don't and that you implement in your life yeah um to your so home life. yeah into my home life you know what and again shout out to my mans because he's not he's not into this as much as i am but he's he's like you know what babe do you you know so i'll do the whole saging thing you know yes. lighting up you know stuff coughing and you know i'll light up the sage to like cleanse you know everything and you mm -hmm. know i'm just like sorry i'll open the window <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think more practical things you know um that other people can probably do i just and i have to go back to i know francisco's mentioned a lot of times in the mm -hmm. past but just really knowing how to breathe mm -hmm. um because when I first started, again, going back to when I was experiencing frequent panic attacks, the, the breathing exercises for me were something that were really crucial. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes I eventually I learned to identify the symptoms that would eventually lead up to a panic or an anxiety attack. And mm -hmm. sometimes I would be able to do things that could stop it. Um, and then there were times where I'm like, there's no stopping. This is going to happen. Like, we're riding this roller coaster, baby. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was the breathing was something that was always my go to. And I could tell you the square breathing, the eight, seven, six breathing, the five, five, five breathing. I can tell you all the type of breathing techniques. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that was also very helpful for a really long time was uh, actually my, again, shout out to my mans. He, 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 he has actually shared this with me, is a concept of holding ice cubes in my hand. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then that graduated into actually holding ice packs to my forehead because the cold resets your parasympathetic nervous system, which is what yes. regulates the anxiety, the heartbeat, and the heart rate in the whole body. Oh, wow. So the cold, basically, it's like a reset button, basically, for your nervous system. Mm -hmm. yes. And that was something that worked like magic for me for the longest time. So, um, but the whole ice cubes things really were something that really, really helped me. And it's something practical. I think mm -hmm. most of us, hopefully, fingers crossed, you have access to a freezer, <laughs> yeah. get, get some ice cubes in there. <laughs> and I think that's a very practical thing to do. Um, and the other thing that I did, this is a little bit more out of pocket, but I did this for a while too, is I actually would sleep on the floor. Yes. And the reason, wow. and the reason why I would I do that. that, the reason I would, for the longest time, and the reason I would do that was because the sensation of having something really solid underneath me and stable mm -hmm. was so reassuring for me. Mm -hmm. When my whole body would be shaking with anxiety, knowing that there was something solid underneath me supporting me, no matter how much I shook, was so was so comforting yeah. so when riding again right on that roller coaster because it was going to happen regardless of whether you know I, I was able to stop it or not having mm -hmm. that sensation really helped mm -hmm. and some people do um you know grounding exercises that was like an extreme form of a grounding exercise <laughs> for me literally on the ground <laughs> yeah, literally on the ground um but i did it and i was very again i just i have to give props to my mans because he he was we started dating we've been together nine years we have a one-year-old son oh. so he started dating me literally a year after we initially started dating is when i started got diagnosed with this and he stuck through all that stuff mm -hmm. wow. with me and he never looked twice at me like are you doing like <laughs> he was just like do what you got to do and i think um part of it also has to do with his own personal experiences which you know mm -hmm. i'm trying to also honor our time but mm -hmm. um and and i do share this with his permission he has his own trials and tribulations he went through and you know he has his own he has depression that he's dealt with since he was a teenager so mm -hmm. and anxiety so what he went through obviously informed his approach to how uh to how to support me yeah. right as his partner um, and so, you know, he was a very crucial part throughout this whole process, and I can't thank him enough for all that oh. stuff. So, yeah. mm -hmm. I have a question real quick. Mm -hmm. And please stop me if it's too much or yeah. it's personal. Mm -hmm. um, up to recent date, like, 
if you're still feeling that way like kind of panic attacks like mm-hmm. what are some ways that you do or it's like some techniques that you use mm-hmm. to like calm yourself down good question that is a good question and um i did have a recent one actually about three weeks ago <laughs> so i have a recent example to give you mm-hmm. um so what i would do is once i start feeling it coming on um I, I'm, I know some people, you have to ask the person because for everyone it's different. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I'm definitely, uh, I get sensory overload during it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's any bright lights, I usually like to go somewhere where it's a little bit calmer, maybe not so much stuff to look at, not so much stuff to listen to. Um, so I'll usually go somewhere, you know, where it's a lot less sensory motivated. Um, if there's someone with me, so for you guys, if you ever happen to be in the situation, mm-hmm. don't automatically assume the person wants you there. <laughs> Um, so what helps me is for somebody, uh, you know, uh, when they ask me like, Hey, do you need anything or do you need me to just, you know, give you your space? And in this instance, I was like, no, no, can you please hold my hand? Yeah. So in that moment, that's what I needed. And that's what they did. They weren't like, can I get you anything? Do, do you, and I'm, they're just, okay, here's my hand silence as I wrote it out. So that was probably the most helpful thing for me. And then afterwards, a little bit of self care. Yeah. So I like to do obviously drink some water. Um, I usually get really hungry after that. <laughs> <laughs> so indulge in a little bit, you know, a little some chicken nuggies. Hey. Um, <laughs> so definitely like a little bit of self-care, self-love after that. Maybe yeah. a little bit of tea, your favorite tea. Indulge in like something funny because um, chemically what's happening after you have a panic attack is, your, yes. your, I forgot what hormone it is, you're, you're low. Like you're low on the happy stuff. Oh, okay. So you want something that's going to give you a little bit of that boost. Um, but for me, that's what helped. And in that moment, what I needed was give me your hand. Don't say anything. <laughs> and I just need no lights and just as, as calm and as just as it can possibly be. Wow. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been other instances where you're just like, please get away from me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I need my space. You yeah. know, respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so as we wind down, do we have any closing remarks um, that we have? Um, uh, I think you had something. For yeah, this I did have something I would like to add. Um, the the cold or you you uh said about the ice cube about Mm -hmm. it being cold and that's definitely something i do when i shower Mm -hmm. i I turn on the cold water for that same reason to you know lessen inflammation in the body and also you know making sure that the body gets what it needs right um also um another thing you mentioned about the lights and that's very true like certain structures that we work or live in the lights are not conduce or they don't help us right because these lights that we're actually under right now they're fluorescent and and they do um like trigger those things of like anxiety and mm-hmm. and stress and then because the light right it's so bright it's like it's not natural light basically mm-hmm. it's not sunlight so you know it's gonna definitely make us feel a little different yeah uh, another one that you mentioned was like the chemicals that we have in mm-hmm. our body so th- for me, right, um, eating proper food that has nutritional elemental value, like a magnesium, zinc, mm-hmm. like all those things that our body can't create, we need to be eating because if our body can't get those things, then that's why we fall into, you know, uh, severe, you know, autoimmune or, you know, um, getting sick all the time mm-hmm. or having something that's always going on with your health and you don't know why, but right. there's a reason why, because again, we need those certain chemicals or you know elements right minerals that our body actually needs for us to feel okay right that's why i drink elixirs and like mm-hmm. i make sure i get my minerals even if i don't eat breakfast <laughs> because that will uh, complement my body right mm-hmm. last thing would be the words right like um for me when i um like w- or when people tell me like oh i'm going through this um this is what i learned through shamanic training is like you tell your you say like this um you say it like this, mind, uh, take me out of survival mode. 
you know, and then you say body, take me out of survival mode. And then you say spirit, take me out of survival mode. So when you talk like that to yourself or to that essence, right, or source, you'll start to instantly feel not you yourself not being in that state of consciousness anymore because again like i mentioned right spirits like they're real and if we talk to our spirits just like how she said that the body sometimes tells you what you need that's a clear indicator that our body our mind our soul can speak to us and we know what to do because we we're really tapped in to hear that right so mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for yeah. that. Did you have anything uh, you wanted to close um, out? I just want to say thank you for coming to, to the show. Uh, I mean, now it's not it's not as easy, but you know, he did great. So Appreciate thank you. It. And thank then don't you. think you're weird. You know, everyone <laughs> everyone yeah. has their uniqueness. Yeah. Everyone that, has their interests. That interest. feeling will never really go away because that's called imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'm very much well over that now. So mm -hmm. you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. thank you for educating us yeah. and just letting us know. Yeah, yeah. And is there anything you wanted to plug or shout out? <laughs> um, I mean, I already kind of mentioned it, um, but, you know, I am starting like a little bit of a it's a side business for now. Mainly it's mainly just to kind of feed into that authentic part of myself. Um, there will be more, I think, more stuff to come. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm it's really in the beginning stages. I'm okay. kind of I just registered it. <laughs> so okay. like I'm, okay. I have stuff up and coming. So quite not yet there yet. But mm -hmm. aside from that, you know, just um, more on the EOPS side. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we have such a great family there we have such a great team mm -hmm. there um you can literally come and talk and just you know get to know us better mm -hmm. um we're there to help you guys to help the students um always check in with us make sure you're doing your three visits i know z's gonna <laughs> want me to put that in there so shout out z but <laughs> shout out, shout you out. know we're there for you yeah yeah and i just want this podcast to be um kind of like an example that breathing works because mm -hmm. before the podcast before every podcast mm -hmm. we breathe yes. and if you enjoy the podcast um, part of it is because we breathed before it. Yes. And if you enjoyed what Yesenia had to say, that's also proof that um, energy work does work. And yeah, so I just Maybe. wanted to yes. give a <laughs> shout out to them for that. So yeah, and uh, Wednesday the 15th at 1 p.m., we have a, a workshop that is going to be led by Francisco. So please make you'll, sure to attend. You'll, you'll be receiving, um, if you attend, you'll receive a voucher um, for a free turkey. So what? why not? just get a free turkey you know happy <laughs> and thanksgiving y'all yeah <laughs> breathe get a free turkey have some fun and yeah mm -hmm. so tune in uh next week oh and campus is close tomorrow by the way oh yeah campus is close tomorrow mm -hmm. no school <laughs> don't no come to school tomorrow <laughs> i mean um, you can i mean you can but <laughs> you know <laughs> nobody will be there but yeah so tune in next week where we'll have dr eliseo gonzalez dean of student services and marta muñoz uh oc calworks coordinator so yeah tune in next week for that uh, thank you for listening, and this was the, the Highs and Lows Podcast. Podcast.